0: This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Today's episode is brought to you by Manapro. I'll tell you more about them at the episode break. Hey everyone, surprise, it's Caitlin Gustav
1: here with this episode of The Score. Uh, Chelsea is busy um, this week doing video shoots all throughout Texas, so uh, stay tuned for content from uh, roping.com, powered by the Team Roping Journal, we got some great content coming soon. so. With that being said, I got to take over on The Score this week and talk to C.R. Bradley, who is an AQHA World Champion and Reserve Champion. Um, He is a NFR qualifier. He qualified in 2004 in the calf roping. And on this episode, you know, he was on The Score a year ago in Season 3. Uh, talking about growing up in the horse training world, training techniques, uh, goals and more. And today on The Score, CR and I got to chat about, uh, rope horses, training, scoring, and the breakaway roping. Um, we dipped into that department and talked about the breakaway horses and the women in the sport. Um, and what, you know, what he likes to see in a calf horse and, um and more topics. So I'm not going to talk to you guys too much. Um, Enjoy this episode with C.R. Bradley. Hello. Hey, C.R., how's it going?
2: I'm real good, real good.
1: Good. You were in Ohio visiting some family. Yes. Um,
2: So I was from, I was from Ohio, uh so I, and I haven't seen my mom and dad for a month, or a year and a half since COVID. Mm -hmm. So I went back and visited my mom and my dad and Spent a few days with him. Took Cooper and the whole family went. Gotcha. It was good to see
1: him. Good yep. little family trip up there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And nice. came back
2: and it's hot. At Least it quit. At least to quit raining though. That's what.
1: Yeah. That's it. Thank. Thank goodness that the rain's kind of let up a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. it's been it's been downpour the past few weeks. Yes. Awesome. Well, has the rain you know kind of slowed down your your practice it's... and training?
2: it's made team roping tough mm-hmm. I have a I have a covered calf alley at my house okay um, so I've been able to rope chaos a lot but um, and I have a friend's a friend that has an outdoor that drives faster than mine but I've gotten to team rope some but not not near as much as I wanted to got
1: gotcha. gotcha so it's been a little slow lately
2: it's it's been hard but hopefully we can get after it now let's gotcha. quit raining
1: yeah definitely and I know um you know just about a year ago, you were on this podcast talking to Chelsea, um, and yes. you were talking about what you were working on, um, you're reaching.
2: Re- reaching, is, yes. Is so, that still well, what
1: you're working on, or has no, things changed?
2: I, I sold my head horse. Okay. Uh, so now I have a couple for the futurity, though, for the heading, and mm-hmm. a couple for the healing for in October. So now my um, goal is to get those ready. And they're both, they're all a little bit. They have not been to a team roping for yet. And um, I have a couple ready that I would like to go to the um, Royal Crown for in Rock Springs. Okay. In August. So my goal is to get them ready for that.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, did you go to the for the past weekend or?
2: I did, but just calf roping.
1: Just in the calf roping.
2: Yes. Yep. And I I didn't rope very well. Um, I roped really good at the horse show. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I won under a judge both days and one second. I, my horses were really good. And then I missed on both of my I missed one calf on both my horses.
1: Okay. And the
2: maturity, I kinda I had one calf that run a little bit harder and I reached a little bit and then the other one I don't know. I didn't I didn't it was my fault, I didn't rope good enough. Okay. And I missed one.
1: So what, uh, going into the futurities, kind of, I guess, what's the mental, your mental game going into them for each horse, I
2: guess. Normally, I thought my mental game was pretty good, but I don't think it was last week. (laughs) Uh, I normally, I mean, it's kind of a balance between showing them and roping. You still have to rope. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have to think about your roping. Um, And I I think that's what I didn't do real well. You still got to find your target and think about your, you still got to feel your rope and find your target. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't do a very good job and, uh, kind of, you can kind of, you got to be careful not to think too much. You got to ride your horse. A li- like you think a little bit more about your horse than you do like at a, at a time to roping.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, cause you're thinking about making your horse look good, but you still, ha- but you can't forget to rope because if you forget, if you forget to concentrate roping, you'll miss. And that's what I did.
1: Gotcha. Uh, no. Gotcha. So now, uh, I guess going back, do you just go back to the drawing board and just work on that more in the practice yeah, pen?
2: I practiced, I practiced quite a bit, and I felt pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was roping. I, I roped really good the first day for me. Or for, I'm 44 now, so mm-hmm. my, actually I won the jack. I was like first and third in the jackpot the first day in the calf roping. And um, I roped really good And about um, third day. I don't know. I just – it I'll do better. (laughs) I don't, I normally, I normally, I don't miss very many
1: calf Yeah, it was just kind of a fluke deal. Yeah, it
2: happens. But every once in a while, it'll
1: happen. Gotcha. What do you do, you know, calf roping can take a toll on your body physically. Uh, What are you doing to kind of stay in shape um, just so you can, you know, get off and tie one?
2: Um. I t- I used to re- i used to jump jump rope a lot and run uh-huh. but but jump ropes and running's almost hurt my body a little bit now yeah so um Rosie my wife goes to a trainer about three times a week and so sometimes I go with her and she just does pyrometrics and stuff okay and she also has a um, elliptical
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I really i I like spending fifteen minutes on it um. And we have a rowing machine and a bicycle at our house that I like to use. Mm-hmm. I used to, when I when I rodeoed. I did when my rodeo. I did tybo. I used to run a mile, do tybo, and jump rope, oh, wow. and then tie and then tying calves itself is plenty of a workout.
1: Yeah, but. definitely. Wow. So you're definitely you know keeping up with it and making <laughs> I, making sure you can.
2: Yeah. I um, I broke had a horse fall with me in February this year. I was a young horse that I was heading on uh-huh. and I broke a rib and I laid around the house for three or four weeks hailing up from that. And I got out of shape. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, so I've had to work out it this spring trying to get back where I want to be. And I'm still not quite there, mm-hmm. um, but it's getting better. I, I need to keep losing weight and keep getting in shape <laughs> for the fall.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Man, and you know, I really I wanted to talk about it. You know, you talked about roping calves. Um, I really wanted to talk about if you're cool with it. I want to talk about the breakaway, since obviously sure. the breakaway roping's yep. becoming awesome. huge yep. these days. Um, yeah. And I know you showed Hope Thompson's number one breakaway horse, Super Chrome Inc. Um, in the calf yes. roping and the healing. Um, yep. I guess what did you what did you like about that
2: horse? Ink was a great horse, and they and she'd had so much foundation. Mm-hmm. And I mean, all, I, all I had to do was teach her how to work rope. Um, and we just showed her how to do it, and we really didn't tie that many chaos down on her. Um, just worked her own rope and um, not rope some and t- showed her how to do it, and she was great at it. It wasn't hard at all.
1: Gotcha. so yeah, the training process seemed to be pretty pretty easy right. with her.
2: She she had the scoring and the run and the stop and mm-hmm. everything down, so we just showed her how to work rope and she was really good and she I think she she had a chance to win. We won a reserve on her at the World Show. Mm-hmm. Um then she sure had a chance to win something. I don't we didn't have quite a fast enough calf. I think we need a little stronger calf to get a few more points, but she was she was really fun to rope calves on.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, and I know, because uh, uh, it's it's cool, you know, Ink, still fresh in the calf roping at the time you were showing her, and you yes. were showing her, and then Hope um, started to calf rope on her a little bit. Um, unfortunately, she broke her leg, um, right. but then that next weekend, you took her and showed her again. Um, that's cool that, you know, Hope, a female, can go calf rope on her, and then you can go and show her um in the same event i think that's, that's she
2: was, pretty cool. she's a really good horse mm-hmm. and the, i think that they they did a good job training her the gypsy starlights are pretty easy good-minded mm-hmm. too
1: yeah what do you look i guess in the breakaway horse you know rope horse market what how how do you think that's going What do, what's it looking oh, like
2: yeah. to you it's exploded. Mm-hmm. I've had so many calls for breakaway horses. I don't have enough. I don't, oh, wow. Mostly what I ride, mostly other people send me horses to train to show. Mm-hmm. And so I haven't had that. I haven't had near enough horses to sell. I, I get calls all the time for breakaway horses, and I haven't had near the supply.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, so it's just booming right now.
2: Yes, it's also Yeah, it's great.
1: What When you're training one, what, what are you looking for in a horse um and what are you working on um with the horse to progress in the breakaway
2: i think break, scoring is very very important i think scoring is important in all the events mm-hmm. um being quiet in a box but listening to the listening to my hand um when to go and um stay not moving until you drop your hand and then breaking hard and getting behind the calf like crossing over right out of the chute and getting behind the calf and and to me, timing is very important with your rope. Um, I track calves around arena a lot more than most people do because I, I feel like I can get my timing, their timing with my rope better. Because uh-huh. I can follow. The, I mean, I, when I'm tracking, I don't feel like a pressure to throw where I can follow the calf around until the horse is free enough. To, I, like, I want them to feel like they're kind of free. Mm-hmm. And their shoulders are picked up. And then when I throw in, as I finish my, I want to complete my throw. And when I start pulling my slack, I want them to stop. Mm-hmm. And I want them to keep their shoulders up so they go down with their butt first. Okay. And then, and kind of the same thing, but they got to, you don't want them to slide too far. kind of like You kind of want them to go with their butt first, but finish with their front end at the end of, at the very end of the stop.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. It's just so, you know, obviously in the breakaway, it helps when they stop that quick. It's just to get the flag broke off, um, get their rope broken off. Um, what's a good confirmation style breakaway horse do you see? I
2: I think, I guess it'd be the same as the calf rope, and, you know, short, short neck. And I, my dad always talked about balance of a horse, you know, like you don't, you want one, the neck and their back are, you know, equal. But that you kind of want a short back and a short neck. Short neck is easier to see on. Mm-hmm. In short back, they're going to stay sounder, and it's easier for them to stop. And um, you want their hocks underneath them, which what it means, like, kind of like you want their hocks lower to the ground. So some horses are made with their hocks high, especially like my wife runs barrels a lot. Uh-huh. And we have a lot of barrel horses go through here, and a lot of the running horses, their hocks would be a little bit higher. But you still want, like the rope horses, I want their hocks underneath them more. Okay. Where they're closer to the ground, and um, it makes it easier for them to stop. Gotcha. I want a little bit more angle to the bottom of their leg.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. And um, I know I see a lot of girls, Um, like some horses, you know, they don't pin the start. They kind of break wide. What yes. do you, what could you recommend to... Anyone riding calf horses, you know, just to help them get that horse over, um, you know, to get a better start and get behind their calf quicker.
2: Um, And I started, when I rodeoed, I didn't know it. I started, oh, it's been a little while ago. I think tough taught me. Mm -hmm. So when we leave the box, we move them over almost to the left hip. Like when you, like as soon as you can, as soon as you leave the box, I try to get to the left side of the calf. Mm Mm-hmm. And like, or barely on my side, then I, then I pick them back up to the calf, but I want them to break. And when I've, every time I walk out of the box, I'll, I'll pull them off to the left quite a bit. Like I'll, if I will, if I score calf, I'll come out of the box and move them to the left, maybe like 10 foot and then bring them back to the cow. Okay. Um, so when I break, I want them to come straight. I always like them to break straight, a straight line from the corner. As close to the chute as they can to like right in front of the chute. Mm-hmm. And then I want them to move just barely to the left of the calf and then come back to the calf. Okay. So, and when I over, since I overemphasize that, more about getting to the left, to the left side and then lining back up, my horses have broke to the right spot better. Gotcha. By, by making a break to the left hip gotcha. and then back. And since I've done that, they've been. They have not broke wide. Like I used to have some trouble with it, but I do it all. Like I do it all by making them go over there in in practice, mm-hmm. so they so they get a pattern, so they they naturally want to do that. Gotcha. So that I don't have to pull them over. And I'm I've never been a bleak believer of putting something in the box and making them go around it. I want to train them to go that that's where they're supposed to go.
1: Yeah, that's the spot, and him. that's where you're going to be comfortable at. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, is there? Do you pay attention to the breakaway a lot, like the pro pro well, level now, or? I,
2: I don't know. I I, I really like Lady and Hope. Yeah. So I follow them, and I used to team up with Jackie. Mm-hmm. So I follow them a little bit. What they do, but it's <laughs> well, that, well that is, sports exploded.
1: Yeah, it's it's so, it's getting huge. I think it's great.
2: and I I think it's great for the sport. I think uh, yeah, I think adding another woman's event to the rodeo is a great idea
1: yes sir yes sir for
2: everybody
1: and uh is there anything you know in between jackie and larry d and hope you know obviously you know what their horses do um if you could they pick are, the well, they ride their great horses.
2: Okay, they ride they ride great horses i
1: think right? yeah that
2: helps them
1: is there anything no. you could kind of pick apart on no, their horses or no? They're just so. No, <laughs>
2: well, I, well, I know Larry D so well is because I'd go for her to for help because uh-huh. I, because i thought there's not a whole lot of people I trust to critique me, mm-hmm. but I trust Larry D to to help me. So, no, I think they do a great job.
1: And does she help you? You know, do you come to her just for the uh, yeah, or do you come for well, the heading and
2: everything? Yeah. I, I've I went and rope with her a lot and she's helped us she helped me a lot with scoring, mm-hmm. I think. I think a lot with scoring. Gotcha. I was having trouble. I don't know. I I always thought I scored really good mm-hmm. and my rodeo horses always scored great. And it seemed like the first few years I was training horses here, my horses scored real good. And then I went about three or four years I don't know, like in the like I don't know, late the late teens. And it um, felt like my horses didn't score very good. And I rode with Larry D. a lot. My, it seems like the last two or three years, my horses scored. My show horses have scored really good again.
1: Gotcha. I haven't had
2: any trouble. But, but I went for a few years. It felt like all my young horses weren't scoring good. So good enough.
1: what did you do? I mean, between you and Larry D. and working at it, what what was you know the aha factor that helped benefit your scoring and helped fix it?
2: I think showing them what to do like mm-hmm. even without a cat like even even before i put a cow in the shoot like showing them what i want to do and i started putting my hand like and if they're good i'll let them like i'll put my hand down mm-hmm. which i never i never did that because I, I always believed like you know, if i was in the corner i had contact with them and if i ever put my hand down i want them to go forwards mm-hmm. but i started letting them like rest in the corner on a loose rein but like I'll put my hand all the way down, like mm-hmm. on their neck, okay. not touching at all, and just let them sit there for a while and let them rest and um, where they like it. And then, but when I'm scoring, I'll, I'll pick my hand back up and have contact. Like I want some contact, so they know my hands there. I really and I scoring. I really want to keep my hands still. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think you have to have confidence. Like the horse has to know that you're confident on what you're doing. You're doing the same thing every time. Like they're lined up in a straight line. And they're standing straight up. They're not leaning on one leg or the other. They're up on all four. Uh-huh. And I want to. I want to hold my hand real still with contact with the bit. And when you nod and the gate opens, I don't want to move my hand. I want my hand to stay real still and be real definite when I tell the horse to go.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by ManaPro. Champions, colleagues, roommates, and personal trainers—whatever role they play, they're an important part of our lives. In their quiet way and their not-so-quiet way, they keep us young. On our feet, on the go, they pull us back to nature and push us toward the next adventure. And as much as we count on them, they count on us all the more, to nurture their lives with the same commitment, to protecting them, helping them grow and thrive, and treating them as well as they treat us, by giving them a little more of our lives, because no matter what role they play, we're here to make their lives the best they can be. Manapro, nurturing life for generations. Check them out at manapro.com or on Facebook at Manapro Horse. Gotcha, gotcha. And, yeah,
1: I was going to say, I know Larry D is really big about, you know, she always says get the horse in the bridle. Um, yes. And push your horse up, make him step up into the bridle. Um,
2: and yeah. That's And I do a lot of And I walk them forwards a lot. But I almost walk them forwards with my hand. Like, I might move my hand and forge an inch, but they're still contact with a bit uh-huh. and push them with my legs into the, bro- like, but not into the, bro- but like, yeah, like into the contact. So they're going into the, so they're in my hand, leaving. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, that that makes sense. You know, I've spent my fair share of time with Larry D and that's no, I I I can picture everything you're you're saying right now, like perfectly.
2: (laughs) And she talks a lot about like riding with your body, like Mm -hmm. leaving with your body too. And that that's I thought a lot I I always thought I scored really good when I was younger. (laughs) But but now I feel like I'm now it feels like my young horses are doing a lot better now.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And you know, I like that you you take the time, like obviously you're very well known in the industry and can train one great, um but you take the time to go fix something instead of, you know, thinking that you you know, that you've got it all figured out. Like if there's something going wrong, you're not afraid to ask for help.
2: Right.
1: Um and no, that's
2: it's get, I think everything's getting tougher. I think all the events are getting tougher. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to keep getting better.
1: Definitely. Definitely. And I know I really want to talk to you about I was looking on your website too and you do a lot of horsemanship clinics. Yes. Um So Talk about that.
2: So my dad he my dad taught at the University of Finley. So it is an equine program. He just retired this winter. He's 76 years old, but he taught there for Oh, 40 years probably. Okay. Or maybe, maybe longer than that. I don't. Uh, he, he took a break there when I was a teenager and just trained horses for the public. But um, I don't know. She might have taught longer than that. But he, so he taught horsemen. And then they do horsemanship schools and like mostly like for just general riding. Um, and he roped too. And my mom judged horse shows and she helped put on the horsemanship schools when I was growing up. And we'd have. Like five or six, just like weekly horsemanship schools during the year too. Uh-huh. So I kind of grew up doing it, and um, and I grew up riding reining horses and cutting horses and everything. So I'm pretty good at getting them broke too. Yeah. Gotcha. I think that, and I think that's helped my showing rope horses a lot too because I can get them broke, and that's really made a difference on the show rope horses too. Mm-hmm. So, and I really like the horsemanship schools. A lot of the horsemanship schools we've done, I've done some with barrel racers, like really good barrel racers, Michelle McLeod, and um, and they've been really good too. And and I'll just do, and I I try to stay away from the barrel racing part, just but mm-hmm. just the basic horsemanship and what you want the horse, how to control the horse, mm-hmm. how to move the horse, and how to be able to move the hip, shoulders, hit keep them... Um, straight and keep them balanced. We talk a lot about balance and a lot of collection. Like keep and, and my idea or what, how I talk collection is keeping them balanced from front to back too, like picking their shoulders up so they use their hind end. So you're shifting weight from the hi- front end to the back end. So they're not on, like not on their front end.
1: Good. And they
2: balance, and balanced in a turn where they're not, where all their weight's not on one side okay and then i let the barrel racers talk about it coming around barrels but, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but and i've really enjoyed doing those they've been great
1: and what about you know i guess with between the barrel racing and any you know roping horsemanship clinics what's what's something you see people struggle with a lot in their horsemanship
2: a lot of it um i don't i think everybody everybody i've ever had a, at a clinic, could use the horsemanship part. Mm-hmm. I think everybody could get better, it, and it took me a long time. And like I grew up with professional my my grandpa, and my dad, and mm-hmm. mom were very. Both my grandpa and my dad were in the NRHA Hall of Fame, but I learned a lot in my 30s. Like I, I think I got a lot better. Like I still learned. Mm-hmm. I was pretty good in my 20s and thought I knew how to get a horse broke, but I learned a lot. <laughs> the older I get I still I'm still learning so I think everybody can learn a lot
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: they could always get better
1: yeah every day you can get better and just work on different things and pull different you know ideas and traits from different um in this sense ropers um you know everyone has a different style needless to say and some people do certain certain things better than others so
2: that's but I don't think it's still the team roughing, sure evolving. It's still involving or evolving. It's the headers are reaching farther and the headers are getting better. It's and the I think the breakaway is getting better.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think everything's getting better. And I think you got to keep practicing and getting better or you're going to get left behind.
1: Yeah, definitely. And there, you know, there's so many, so many young guys, which there's. You know, the regulars like Caleb and, you know, a few right. of those guys that are just phenomenal reachers. Um, and then there's Dustin Agasquiza and now Lightning Aguilera. He's right. been around, but people are starting to talk about him more.
2: Yeah, now that Tanner Tom- yeah, Thomas is coming along. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's yeah, it's getting where the yeah, you know, I, I kinda wanted a jackpot. And and I have my roan mare so I have a six year old out of my roan mare that I wrote chaos on the tough road and that I made the NFR on and and so we have a six-year-old lion's share of fame out mm-hmm. of her, and she's going to be my head horse. And she was doing really good last year, and then she got hurt, so she's been off a year. And she's and we've been riding her, and um, we're just getting ready to, as soon as it tomorrow. We'll start team roping on her again. Okay. Uh, we had a way to wait till the ground got good yeah. again. <laughs> but, but we're going to start team roping on her and hopefully she'll be my team roping horse that i can go to the good jackpots on and stuff too after the maturities
1: gotcha so you're but not gonna be rodeoing much anymore or?
2: i am i think i'm about done rodeoing gotcha. I, I think i'm getting old for the calf roping <laughs> i've been last year i even went some last year i went to local pro rodeos <laughs> but and everybody was there it was because of covid everybody yeah. was still in texas and i got beat pretty good Gotcha. And it, it was so, and they're all one headers, and uh-huh. you had to be, you had to be four or five or under everywhere we went, and I, I didn't hit very good.
1: Yeah, it's, that's but, hard when the when all all those big dogs come out.
2: Yes, and if I was still younger, I would calf rope. But mm-hmm. It's getting hard. It's getting where it hurts to practice too much. huh. I'll still show horses, in the horse show in the futurity, but I don't know if I want to practice enough to go to the rodeos. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. So you're more more of the, the average roper these days. Yeah, I
2: think I'll stick with the futurities and
1: jackpots. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. There's no. nothing wrong with that.
2: The rodeos are getting team roping looks really fast.
1: Yeah, it's getting pretty salty these days. I know I've been trying to keep up with it and it's it's crazy how quick it's getting. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh anything else that you're kinda working on and you know between all the events? and
2: No, I'm just trying to get my horses ready for the Futurity and yep. the World Show this year. And, and I'm going to start, I just started, I passed my um, life insurance license um, test. So I'm going to start selling life insurance. I haven't I haven't really started yet, but uh-huh. I passed the test and have my license. And I'm going to work for Jarrah Harris um, with selling insurance too. Gotcha. It's part-time. So I can, I kind of right. just want to stick I don't want, really want to ride. I'm just going to ride my show horses and maturity horses. Mm-hmm. But I really don't want to ride any more just, just rope horses.
1: Gotcha. Then you, then you need horse. to. I'm,
2: I'm just going to stick to the, what I can show, the good ones, and ride a few less and sell some insurance and gotcha. keep some good ones around.
1: What made you want to dip into the insurance?
2: Um, my wife sells um, horse insurance. Okay. Mostly. She, she's really big into the barrel race. She sells oxygen, the horse oh, okay. supplement, and she sells, um, a magnetic blanket and she sells horse insurance, but m- uh, most of her clients are barrel racers uh-huh. and, um, she's done really good with the insurance and I don't, I was looking for something that I can do part-time while I still ride a couple of horses. Mm-hmm. And then my son, my son's 12 and he's a really good basketball player and he plays basketball a lot. Um. So we drive him around mm-hmm. to McKinney, and he he's in the lake down there, and they play a couple times a week. And he, so between all that, I wanted something else that I didn't have to ride quite as many horses.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, and just be around, go watch, go watch him play some basketball, yes. and enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> have you always? Uh, did you have like part-time jobs when you were younger? Or?
2: No, I have never done anything. I have never had done anything else other than rope and train horses. Gotcha. My whole life. I, I'm. When I was a teenager, I did. I team roped a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more team ropings in Indiana and Ohio back then than there's calf. There really wasn't anywhere to go calf roping other than um the IPRA rodeos uh-huh. when I was young so we went to jackpot a lot and I always won a lot jackpotting and then I went to college and uh, shoot I think i in college I always I made the IPRA finals while I was in college and made the circuit prairie circuit finals while I was in college and um so I never then I started rodeoing right out of college gotcha. so, and then quit rodeo and then started training horses
1: yeah, so this is a this is a whole new venture for you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's cool, though. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I hope it. I hope selling life insurance is very successful for you.
2: I hope so. <laughs> I hope I can do that and ride a few good horses and be a basketball dad.
1: Yep, definitely, definitely. So, is your kid? He does? It, does he ride at all? Or? No,
2: no horses at all. No, there. No, he, and he wrote a little bit when he was younger, um, and but not not a lot. He he had some ponies and rode some, and mm-hmm. he roped the dummy wrote the dummy some and rope the helomatic some. Um, but no, he never really showed a big interest in it.
1: And you you're but, not gonna you know push oh, him no, into it?
2: Not at all. He um, so I even coached basketball the last three years. Okay, but now I'm done because he's playing for the school for now on. So. Uh-huh.
1: Gotcha. Well, that's cool. That's, uh, you know, best of both worlds. He can go do his sports and you got your horses. And, um, I think that's a big thing. I see a, you know, you see some families that they let their, you know, the kids decide what they want to do. And there's some families that, you know, really want them to get into the Western industry and rope. And, um, yeah, what's, I guess, what's your take on that?
2: Oh, if I think if they, and that's the only thing I ever wanted to do. I mm-hmm. mean, since I think since I was, I would have told you when I was three or four years old that I wanted to rope, But uh-huh. that's the only thing I ever wanted to do. So, um, I don't know. I've, I think you got they, to be good at anything. You have to love, love doing it. Uh-huh. And I think you, and you have to want to do it. So I think the kids need to decide and they'll, and they'll decide if they want and if they want to rope for a little bit and, just have fun with it. That's fine too. Mm-hmm. They want to, they want to be great at it and have the desire and the will to work at it, and that's great too. I, I give, I give some roping lessons too, and I have some really good kids that come every week. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a seven-year-old that ropes really, really good. Ropes great. He won, he won his region in the. Um, dummy. They have a sled roping. Oh. but He's only seven. He's only seven, and he ropes calves or mm-hmm. he breakaways. He doesn't tie down, but he breakaways calves rope's pretty, rope's really good but he comes every week and i have a couple other kids i give lessons to but i enjoy that too
1: gotcha gotcha do you like uh you know teaching kids more than adults or
2: <laughs> um i i really enjoy ones that try yep yeah if they if they if they if they'll listen and try i i love it
1: Gotcha. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. like you said, they got to, they got to love what they do and yes. have to want it more than, more than you do coaching them.
2: Yeah. And we do, we do four or five, um, we're open schools a year.
1: hmm.
2: Mostly calf rope. And I've done a few team rope, but mostly calf rope.
1: Okay. Um,
2: and I really enjoy the clinics.
1: Gotcha. I did want to talk about it. Or, you know, this podcast is brought to you by Mana Pro.
2: Yes.
1: Um, and you've been feeding Mana Pro for, Long time. What a, What are your favorite products?
2: Um, we like the the joint supplement. Okay. Uh, and um, with Cetilim, and we've had Rony on it. Rony, my roan mare is twenty nine years old mm-hmm. and, still sou- and still sound and still sound. She was on it the whole time, um, or especially in her later years. That like the years tough rode her, and um, it really helps keep the horse sound. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. No, that they're a good product and I, and to use.
2: And I stay on it, too. I think it helps with the joint, with my hip. And
1: Oh, you're on it as well.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Gotcha. gotcha. So it helps keep you going. Correct. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, perfect, CR. I think that's all I needed then. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, you guys, for listening to the podcast today. Remember to subscribe, like, and share the podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. We do read those, and we want to bring the best content to you guys, so it helps us out when you guys do leave ratings and reviews. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you again for listening today. Our episode was brought to you by Manapro. Check them out at manapro.com or on Facebook at Pro Horse.